0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly depot podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 165, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you all are doing well wherever you are. A beautiful day here in, in Phoenix. It's like 79, like 79 in Phoenix, outside of the sun is glorious 79 in the sun feels like 140 i don't know what it is the sun here is just far more intense than anywhere else i mean i've actually been to the equator i've been to the actual equator in in kenya i mean crazy zero zero degrees i've been there and it was super hot the sun was super hot i don't know what it is but for some reason It feels hotter here in Phoenix. But uh, we're grateful that it's not 130 degrees and in the sun. Uh, Thankful that it's only 79. I hope you're great wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Whatever time of day that you're listening to this, I hope you're doing really, really good. Um, And I hope you've been able to find some time this week to slow down a little bit. I would say one of the more detrimental things to our culture is that we have no concept of what it means to slow down, to just be still, slow down, be still, go for a walk. Uh, Mika and I were sitting out here on the front porch this morning, and she was kind of curled up in my lap, and I was like, isn't this amazing? So quiet, so calm. There's no TV screens. There's no, you know, iPads or cell phones. It's just quiet. And so she was like, yeah, but, you know, Minecraft is kind of quiet. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. We are joining creation. We are jumping in and observing and seeing things that are alive and real and it's beautiful. So if you have not gotten outside in a minute and just sat still and listened, I'm telling you, you are missing out on some really amazing things. I am really excited about this passage that we're about to go into, Uh, but before I do that, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for all of you who continue to listen, and for those of you who continue to donate at patreon.com forward slash front porch confessional. Really, really appreciate those of you who continue to join join in and uh, help us continue to do this podcast. Really, really appreciate it. So, okay. Our passage today, really excited about this passage. And before I jump into the passage, let me tell you this. Um... I was sitting with a friend yesterday, um, and uh, she was uh, in my office, and we were just kind of reminiscing on, uh, she was a part of Phoenix One when we first launched, and huge volunteer, I mean, helped us out he- big time, just a real prayer warrior, tender heart, very sweet. And so we were talking, and she just kind of brought up this passage just nonchalantly, like, well, you know, I was thinking, and and she brought it up, It's was like, Whoa, wait, hold on. Wait, could you say that passage again? And she said it again. I was like, wow, I have got to do a podcast on that." That is so good. So I sat out here this morning and kind of slowed down, listened to what the passage was saying, listened to what it was speaking to me, and just powerful. So the passage is Isaiah thirty twenty one, and it says this, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying... This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. You know when uh, Patty and I were married like maybe the first five years and I'd say the first year of our marriage is kind of rocky. Not horrible just I made some stupid decisions and was kind of living. I was 21 when we got married so kind of being a bit adolescent in that first year of marriage and then we got pregnant and we had Ben and And so kind of year five, we're having this conversation and uh, she said something to the effect like, you know, I really didn't marry you for who you were at the time. Like, you know, you weren't like the most, the pillar of maturity, you know, as a, as a 20, you know, I'm not sure there's very few 21 year old males that would, can, can be able to boast of that, but uh, not me. And so it was, she, she was like, but I saw something in you and I saw and I believed in who you were going to become. And I, I, in that moment, it was like one of those moments, I don't know if you've had these, where it was like a mixed bag. Like, I was like, wait a second. So have I done something wrong? Or, you know, it was like, I felt a little insecure about it. And then I was like, wow, but, but you, you, you had faith and you stepped out and you, and you married me because you believed in who I was becoming. So it was kind of a mixed bag. And when I was reading this passage, it felt similar to me. You know, in the context of this passage, um, it, it's a rebuke. This verse is in the context of a rebuke that God is giving against the people of Israel. And uh, I was thinking about it, like about my conversation with Patty, and I wonder if you've had a conversation like that was maybe pretty intense, and, and and it may have felt a bit hopeless. You know, it's like, man, what is going on? And And then in the middle of that conversation, they say something like this. They go, hey, listen. Even though even though the conversation we're having right now is really difficult, things are hard and it doesn't make sense, right? And things aren't going the way they should. I just want you to know I'm not going anywhere. And isn't there something in you that like the conversation itself is difficult, but that statement that that person made to you, it's so beautiful. It's so merciful. It's so hope-filled. And this is what God is doing through the prophet Isaiah, right? And I'm not sure where you are right now or where you've been, but I want to declare that God has never left you. He has never let you. You know, one of the really cool things that I've gotten to be a part of and one of the awesome things about being a pastor is I get the opportunity to, to sit with people who have made unbelievably terrible decisions. And not that I haven't, but some of these decisions that people have made are heartbreaking. They've caused divorce. They've caused their children to never want to see them again, right? For many of them, it's left them hopeless and lonely and really, really terrible in the midst of their lives. And I get the opportunity— To tell them that God loves them even when they have failed. That God is loving and he's kind and he's merciful and he will never leave them. And here's the thing. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. This is what God is saying through the prophet Isaiah to the people who have, I mean, truly failed and failed so bad That God has released them to their sin, and now they're in captivity. And this is an interesting thing for us to wrestle with, right? An interesting thing. God never leaves us, but he does release us. He'll never leave us, but he will release us to the desires of our heart. Oh, you want that? You can have that. You want to go follow after that other God? You can follow after that other God, but I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And this is so hard for us to comprehend. This is one of those heaven on earth, divine realities, the mind of God and who can understand it kind of things. You see, the way of life has become, you know, I think for so many of us has become so shattered. And I think a lot of times instead of pressing into God, We become like the culture around them. This is what the Israelites did. Instead of following after God, they became like the culture around them. And so God releases them to that. He says, you want that? You can have that. And God is essentially saying, just because you failed me doesn't mean I will fail you. And I want to proclaim that right now. It's so important. Just because you fail God doesn't mean he will fail you. You know, the other thing I really love about this passage is that uh, it's a passage of second and third chances. And it, it communicates that so strongly to us. If you actually sit down and settle into it, it's a, a passage that helps us work through second and third chances. God is never far away, so you can't— he, He's never so far away that you can't hear Him, right? He, he never leaves you, but you can leave Him, right? He will never forsake you, but you can forsake Him him this is so amazing you know god is not like some disgruntled husband who divorces rejects and leaves his wife when she doesn't live up to her part of the covenant he is the covenant keeper that's who he is he will keep his covenant to you and to me but we can reject our covenant right And I think that's so important because sometimes we try to humanize God. And what's so beautiful is that the incarnate God, Jesus, came to us and he displayed to us who God was. But a lot of times we have kind of a false reality of what this looks like and what this looks like. And so we kind of personify something or we project something on God that isn't true. Because it's how we've been treated or how we feel. And what I, what I think is, in, the, in, in this passage, there's so much beautiful. There's second and third chances. That The fact that, that he's merciful and kind of, all of that, right? All of that. And it's so beautiful. But there is a heartbreaking part. And the heartbreaking part is this. He says, your ears will hear a voice behind you. Behind, not with you. At some point, and maybe that's right now, for many of you, you have placed God behind you. right? You have decided that you want to do things your way, right? It's all about me. Hey, and you know what? You do you. right? And so we place the will of God, the desire of God, the presence we just not get, yeah, I'm just going to do my own thing. You've decided that he isn't who you thought he was, and now you're going to leave him behind. And this is a picture of Adam and Eve in the garden. As soon as they sin, what do they do? They go hide. They hide. So many people are hiding. But the question is this, Who? Are you hiding from? Are you hiding from the faithful, merciful, grace filled God? Or the version of God that has been misrepresented by our culture and by our world? I think this is the case for most people. They project upon God an image that isn't true. And as a result, he says, Hey, listen, you can hear me, but my voice is behind you. But his whole thing, like in John 15, he's like, I want to abide in you. Right? If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. He wants you near. And so the question that we're going is is like, look, are you listening? This is this is about him communicating and are we listening? Can you hear him calling you and reminding you of who he is and who you are? Will you repent and turn back to him? You know, Isaiah's prophetic vision is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. He came to us and rescued us even though we crucified him. And our sin is what put him on, us, on that cross. And what he's inviting us into is this. Lean into my love. Accept my mercy. Accept my grace that you could never that you can never earn. Listen, come home. That's the beauty of what this passage is telling us. And it's the beauty of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Because our senses are drawn to the Lord. Like we are hardwired to be drawn to the Lord. Our senses are drawn to the Lord, but our heart and our minds Reject them. Return. Return. So the question is this. What is God speaking to you right now? What is he saying to you? He's been speaking to you every day since the day you were born. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And he is speaking to you. And he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. But what do you sense him saying to you right now in your life? Is it return? Is it I'm still here? Is it I love you? Is it I forgive you? What is it that God is speaking to you right now that you need to hear? That you would invite him not to be behind you, but to be with you. Father God, you are with us. Emmanuel, God, is with us. Will we sense your presence and move forward for your glory and your honor? Amen. So, take a breath. This is such a good passage. This is one of those ones you just sit in it and take a breath and reflect that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time.